Welcome everyone to another episode of Vegas TMI, where we explore the topics that make the city timely, memorable, and iconic. I'm Sue Levitt, and on this episode, we'll be covering the state of affordable housing in Southern Nevada. According to the National Low Income Housing Coalition, there's a shortage of rental homes affordable and available in Nevada for households whose incomes are at or below the poverty guidelines. There are only 20 affordable and available rentals for every 100 extremely low income renter household in Nevada. The data shows that there's a deficit of more than 100,000 affordable and available rental units in Southern Nevada. The Nevada Housing Coalition was created to develop strategies and goals to address the state's affordable housing shortfall through community action and policy changes. We are joined by the coalition's executive director, Christine Hess, and board member Patrick Petrie from our very own City of Las Vegas Office of Community Services team. Thank you both for joining us on this conversation. Thank you so much, Sue, for having us. Yeah, thanks, both of you. So let's just start, you know, we're talking about how there is just not enough affordable housing here in Nevada. And Nevada is, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Nevada is one of the top states that has the least amount of affordable housing. Talk a little bit about that and what we're doing about that. Christine, if, if you want to go ahead and start. Sure. Yeah. In fact, um, unfortunately, Nevada is leading the way. Nevada has um, the country's worst shortage, most severe shortage of affordable housing for extremely low income renters. And that national number you referenced of 20 units, um, we only have 20 units that are affordable and available for our renter households that are making basically about less than $22,000 a year. Um, that number there in Las Vegas is actually 13. So the Metro Las Vegas is struggling even more. It's a really big deal. Um, for those in crisis listening now, it's real and your struggles and suffering are real and there are resources to help, but um, it's a hard time and I just wanna acknowledge that. However, from a, a future perspective and outlook perspective, things in Nevada are looking up. So um, the future of affordable housing really is at this transformational time. And I think that's what people want to hear. They want to hear that things are looking up. We've got programs in place. We've got the city involved. You've got this coalition that everybody's really seems to be working really hard toward these goals of making sure there is affordable housing available. So Pat, maybe you can talk a little bit about the city's role and some of the things that the city's trying to do to help with this issue. Sure. Um you know, as a city, we are uh, in the affordable housing crisis right now. And some of the things the city's been trying to do um, is continue to build units um, that are affordable for our residents. In the last 10 years, the city's developed over, we've invested in over 4,000 units of affordable housing ourselves. And we're looking forward to some opportunities with the Home Means Nevada campaign, um, free um, with an influx of resources to do that to add more units, land, um, things to address the affordable housing issue in Southern Nevada and throughout the state. So we, we are continuing to look for partners, resources, innovative ideas, anything we can do to try to bridge that gap of housing for our residents. Maybe talk a little bit about what are some of those innovative ideas? Because I know there's been a lot of different you know, uh, things that have been talked about. What are some of those specific innovative ideas that the, that have been thrown around? 
we look at new and innovative building materials, things that may be cheaper than traditional sticks and bricks um, kind of materials, things that we can get uh, online faster, cheaper, save energy, that provide the units in a more timely uh, fashion for our residents. One of the things right now is is just material cost is so high. Um, the time frame to get units built and constructed can take a long time. And the, the crisis of affordable housing isn't waiting for us to get those units online. So we have to come up with some other ideas to address it in a more timely manner. And that could be different building materials, like I said, or processes, maybe cottage style homes, um, things that are easier to construct that save energy and that, that maybe not as expensive as traditional materials. And what about affordable housing preservation? Christine, maybe you can touch a little bit on what exactly that means when we talk about housing preservation. Yeah, I think, Sue, if I may, too, let me just also kind of clarify when we talk about affordable housing, because affordable means something different to all of us. In this scope, I'm going to talk about affordable housing as housing that was developed with some sort of federal subsidy, so some sort of federal assistance helping that housing get built to maintain rents at an affordable level, lower than market rate, right? I mean, we all know that the market is unaffordable to too many right now. And so when we think about affordable housing that was built with these special assistance pieces in place, in most cases, when we talk about our rental housing, that assistance has an expiration date. So 30 years is typical. However, there is a chance that some of the apartments that are in our city right now in Las Vegas and throughout Nevada, that they may actually be able to remove their affordability restrictions earlier than 30 years and as early as 15 years. And so when we talk about preserving affordable housing, it takes so many years and so much money to build affordable housing. Once we have it, we really need to make an effort to keep what we have, right? Our senior housing, our family housing, all of the housing we have that has income restrictions right now that is actually affordable. We can't stand to lose that when we don't have enough, when we have a shortage. So preservation is that act. And in fact, in Southern Nevada, we have 4,500 units, um, so homes at high risk of converting to market rate in the next five years. And we are working together, especially in Southern Nevada. I get to work alongside Pat, the city of Las Vegas and their team, Clark County, city of Henderson, city of North Las Vegas. We're all sitting around the same table, the Southern Nevada Regional Housing Authority focused on preservation and really talking about kind of a technical word, strategic alignment, um, how we come together as a region to preserve this valuable housing, really invaluable housing. I think that's so important because Pat and I had a discussion that it's it's like you can't build the affordable housing quick enough. You know, these we're trying and the city's built one recently and before it's even built, it's filled up. So Pat, what are talk about some of those challenges. Our typical traditional build project can take a couple of years from completion. We have several projects in the works that um are move along pretty good pace, but they do take some time to build and they're not cheap. So once a project is is started construction, 
usually that spurs some interest from the community and they're already contacting the developers about those units and those kinds of things to get on lists to get in those apartments or what have you. Um, you know, our vacancy rate is really low. Um, so there's really not a bunch of vacant units available or a stock of vacant units for people just to drive up to a complex and say, hey, I need a unit. Do you have a vacant unit? They typically don't. So there's waiting lists, there's processes. And in the meantime, you know, people are struggling to stay where they're at. So, you know, it, it is crucial that we get units up and online and, and do it in a more efficient and quicker manner. And when you say it's crucial, let's talk about that because, you know, there's so many problems that are created when there's not enough affordable housing. Maybe, Christine, you can touch a little bit on that and why it's so important that we have to address this issue because it's sort of a trickle-down effect where, you know, so many problems are a result of people not being able to find affordable housing. Yeah, absolutely. So I think uh, I heard a description or I read a description of paper, I don't know, a year ago or so. The rent eats first, right? So what that means is, you know, when you talk about our deficit of 100,000 more units of affordable housing are necessary to serve our population, it doesn't mean that we have 100,000 people without homes. But what it means is we have a population, community members and neighbors who are paying more than 30% of their income on rent and housing costs. And we have over many of them, those making below $22,000 a year are paying more than 50% of their income on rent. And what that means is they're not paying for the proper health care that they need, right? They may forego some prescriptions or may not go to the doctor. They um, aren't, you know, they're in uh, food insecurity, right? They're potentially not able to buy the food that they need because they're paying for their rent, um, utilities, so much. Education, I think through the pandemic, the cost of internet, you know, families that could barely keep a roof over their head, were they able to pay for internet? For their children did they have extra devices for their children to access education so there really it's a trickle-down effect housing is central housing security is central to positive outcomes and all of our ability to um to exist in a safe way in our state and everybody really deserves to have a home and have a place where they can stay you know and that to have an it's it's essential like you said if half of their money is going to pay rent that does not leave a lot of doesn't leave a lot of extra at all and then of course you you touched a little bit on the pandemic talk about some of those additional struggles now that we've gone through covid and of course it just really created so many more problems for us pat if you want to just to elaborate yeah, actually, I just want to say, you know, there was uh, research by Zillow, actually, I think it was 2018 or 19 that it was released, um, but showed that when in communities where households were paying more than 32% of their income on housing expenses on rent, um, had higher rates of increased homelessness, right? That's what we're talking about. Families who are paying more than half of their income on rent, which Nevada has an extreme percentage of, uh, those families are at high risk of homelessness, and the pandemic has just made it work. And these are hardworking Nevadans. 
also our most vulnerable, of course, seniors on fixed income, those with disabling conditions, but it definitely includes our hard workers that are keeping our communities going round. And, and we want to remind everybody, uh, not sure if I mentioned it when we started, but we are taking questions. So if anybody out there listening, you know, has a question, you can, oh, it looks like, okay, we've got one right here from Linda Israel. Uh, senior housing is very limited with long waiting lists. How can you help now? And we were, you were just sort of talking about that, Christine. So maybe you can touch on that. Yes, uh, Linda, it is, and I'm sorry if you're having these struggles or some a family member or someone you know. Uh, senior housing is very difficult, especially if your income is fixed. However, I guess the first place I would start would be a website called, if you have internet access, nbhousingsearch.org. If you don't have internet access, you by all means can reach out to me and I'll help you. Um, and also the um, Nevada Housing Division maintains this website, but nbhousingsearch.org is a complete list of all the properties that have the income restrictions on them so that you can easily search which ones may be senior, uh, senior apartments offering reduced rents based on your income. So that's where I would start and I hope that's helpful, but there may not be availability on the website because our stock is so limited and that's where the new initiative that pat referenced the home means nevada initiative i know it doesn't help you today linda but we are our developers and affordable housing community are working hard to get those built as quick as we can and christine you did mention people can reach you so is there a is there a good email or a number where people can reach you Oh, absolutely. Um, and I bet this will come across the fancy banner. Um, with Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot Hess, H-E-S-S, at nvhousingcoalition.org. Um, and if you email me, I'll try to respond promptly, but 775-571-3412 is also our number. Um, and if you reach out to that number, I don't have... The services, the city may have some and Pat may have a number, but um, the county certainly does. Uh, that would be at Help Hope Home uh, for the for Clark County. However, do reach out and I'll get you connected. And you, you can always, for anybody out there watching, you can always reach out to the city, uh, lasvegasnevada.gov slash news. You can reach out to us. We can get you any of that contact information that we were discussing previously. So we do have another question from Cynthia Wallace. She says, how to locate lists that have availability for special needs adults on the spectrum of autism or other disabilities? I don't know which one of you wants to jump in on that question. I can answer that. So we do have, um, there is same kind of thing that Christine mentioned on the housing search. There's, um, properties that we have access to and that you can access via that website that also tell you what their population, their target population is. And there is properties that do have assisted living, special needs, and those kinds of things as well. So I would, again, start there. If that's not helpful, people can also reach out to me and I'm available to help put them in contact with developers or complexes that I feel like may be able to help serve their needs as well. And I can be emailed and reached at uh, my email address is ppetrie at lasvegasnevada.gov. And you can feel free to email me and I can uh, help to put you in contact with some of those folks as well. 
I think that's the thing is a lot of people just don't know sometimes how many resources there really are out there and that there is CHAP assistance through the county. The city had rental assistance for some time, and it's just a matter of people knowing where to go to get that help. And of course, you know, we want to let people know that you can also reach um, Nevada Legal Aid. They're always available to help any answer any questions. And also, I, I, I wanted to go back to Pat and ask you, you know, the city, we've, we've come up with a lot of ideas, you know, to, to try to help with, with affordable housing. But are we looking to other cities and maybe trying to take away some ideas from cities that are doing really well in this area? Yeah, we, we look at models across the country all the time in cities that are um, similar to our demographics, our population size, our climate, all those kinds of things to see what they're doing. The unfortunate thing is across the entire country, we are in an affordable housing crisis. So it's not just Nevada. Um, we have a lot of work to do in our state and in our city as well, but it is a, a nationwide problem. So we do have those conversations and, and try to work some collaborative efforts, just even if it's just bouncing ideas off each other, seeing what kind of projects have worked, what kind of funding mechanisms have worked well to do projects and all those kinds of things as well. So we do do that quite often and we do stay in communication. Christine has reached out to other housing coalitions in other states as well to see what they're doing and how we can implement programs in Nevada and all those kinds of things too. I think that's important to work together, you know, and that's why you've established this coalition so that we can we can deal with these kinds of things. Christine, what are some of the long-term solutions or, you know, goals, I guess? Well, the goal is affordable housing for all Nevadans. So that is an easy answer for me. Um, that's really what I work for every day. What I wake up and think about every day is affordable housing for all Nevadans. Um, I would say the good there's good news and bad news. Um, the bad news, there's no one easy fix. The good news, there's no one easy fix. <laughs> so really there's a lot of solutions, a lot of pieces of the solution, and we have got to put them all together to really address this affordable housing crisis. What I would tell you though, is we can do it. I actually believe that we in Nevada can solve our affordable housing crisis, but it's not on anyone. It's not on the city of Las Vegas. It's not on Clark County. It's not on the Nevada Housing Coalition, the governor, the housing division, the developers. It's on all of us to actually advance these solutions. So long-term, it's financial resources, the recent unprecedented historic uh, announcement by the governor and commitment by our interim finance committee for $500 million for affordable housing. We're leading the country in those conversations. It's not the most because we didn't get the most, but proportionately it is right up there. So that is important, financial resources, working with our congressional delegates. And let me tell you, they work hard in DC for us. Um, and they are working at bringing resources to us, working with our congressional delegates because much of the assistance comes at the federal level. And then having these open conversations with Las Vegas you know, for us to be able to have Pat on the board, Henderson's on the board. But in my membership, there's the local government, there's, you know, in our conversations, the state is always listening. That's really important. Everybody is working to move forward. So there's not one answer. Um, but I would tell you that we are moving in the right direction as a state to actually start moving the needle. Well, it's nice to hear all of the efforts and all of the great things that, that you two are doing. Is there anything else that you would like to add, 
you know, I'd love to take more questions if, if there's people out there that have more questions for you, but is there anything else you would like to add before we, before we close things up? I would just like to, you know, first, Sue, thank you for having us on today again, and Christine for Housing Coalition, all the work that they've done. Um, you know, as a city, we're committed to explore any avenue that we can to provide safe, healthy, affordable housing for our residents. And we work at that every day. And, you know, it's not an easy task, but we're grateful for people like the Housing Coalition, you know, our city elected officials and representatives that are behind us, and then everybody that's working hard to make sure people are safe, healthy, and housed. And we just appreciate all those efforts. And Christine? Yeah, again, I would just thank you as well, Sue and Kat. Thanks for, thanks for your leadership. I appreciate the support and partnership of the city so much. Um, so I think in closing, I would just you know welcome everybody to continue to be a part of the conversation. We're always hosting Lunch and Learns, but again, if anyone has thoughts, comments, reach out to me, reach out to Kat. I would tell you across the state, people sincerely want to hear from Nevadans and sincerely are working to move the needle for solutions. Well, thank you both for being here today. Thank you for sharing all this valuable information. And hopefully we can have another chat and we can get more people involved and answer questions and help get people into that affordable housing that's so, that's so needed. Well, and again, we want to let you know that um, if for any resources or information, you can visit lasvegasnevada.gov news. And that's it for this episode of Vegas TMI. We'll see you next time.